Hi, this is Sensei Joseph Hertzellers from Ohio Martial Arts. You know, most people know that martial arts is practical self-defense and getting people in fantastic shape. But people also know there's something more going on. There is this idea of learning to focus the mind. And this show is designed to address that third component, how people can focus their mind to get more of the things in life that they want and less of the things that they don't. Thanks for listening to my show. I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Now let's line back up. Good stuff. And all teams, Kelsey. Hey, thank you, Mr. Steve. Questions you might have today? Question. Oh, please say so. I have a seat. Questions, you might have. Please. What did Spider-Man do so wrong? What did Spider-Man do so wrong? Yeah. Give me an example. Are you, is it a riddle or is it a, are, is it, are you looking for my answer? I'm looking for your answer because <laughs> I, I want to know what Peter Parker did. Well, here's one of my talks <laughs> that I use with the kids all the time. But it's, what's funny is I've been teaching for so many years and I have an example and it really served me for a number of years. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's Pokemon and Power Range. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm complete. I have no idea. Now they're PJ Matt. I don't know what they've got now. <laughs> But uh, the analogy that I used to always use was really from the, the, the movie Spider-Man. The, when when the, the very first movie Spider-Man came out, they, they plastered everywhere this slogan. They still use this slogan to this day. And it was, with great power comes great responsibility. And I got thinking about that one day and I said, they're wrong. I mean, we have many examples of power and a lot of irresponsibility, right? Power does not create responsibility. But you know what does create power? Responsibility. So when you, and, and it's funny because I'm not trying to stroke you, Mr. Pagel, but I was thinking of you just as I was walking in today. And what it was was, I think of, you know, the late Stephen Covey used to talk about this idea of being proactive like taking personal responsibility. And I thought to myself, as I was thinking about Stephen Covey, I walked in, I thought, I can't think of anybody that I know that is more proactive than you. I cannot think of anybody, like he just takes care of his own martial arts. He never needs someone, you know, students will come to me and I can always tell when they're probably gonna struggle in the practice because they'll say to me things like, I just really need someone to push me. And I smile and I say, you probably got the wrong guy. Because <laughs> I'm not that one. I'm not that one. And I also know from much life experience that I could spend a lot of energy and effort pushing people and that student's still not gonna make it because one day I'm gonna be at my place in Tucson and I'm not gonna be there to push them. And then they're going to really struggle. Make sense? So the point is, is be responsible. Take responsibility for everything in your life. And when you do that, everything gets a lot better. So it kind of leads me to kind of what I was going to talk about anyway, which is this idea there's, of course, we always start out by saying there's three promises. And one promise is we're going to teach people practical self-defense. Another promise is we're going to get people in fantastic shape. And then the third promise is we're going to teach them how to focus their mind. And this talk was really based on this idea that, first of all, 
why is it important that we learn how to focus our mind? And there's an analogy that's a pretty good one. And I don't know if anybody else has ever done this, but I've certainly done this. I remember some years ago, I decided I want to learn how to invest in the stock market. And all the people that are teaching you how to invest, they all say the exact same thing. They say, what you do is you start with a fake portfolio and you invest with that. Well, after investing for a year with my fake, fake, fake portfolio, I was like the next Warren Buffett. I was making a fortune in fake money. I mean, I was getting rich in fake money. And if you've ever done that, most time that's what happens. And then you get excited. And then you start using real money. And everything changes. And so the question is, is why does things change when you start using real money? And I'm going to make a, a proposal to you. This is what I propose. The reason why things change when you start using real money is you introduce a hidden agenda. See, when you were using fake money, your agenda was learning how the markets work, doing the best you can, enjoying the process. When you introduced real money, there was a car maybe involved. <laughs> There was a wife maybe involved. There's a condo maybe involved. There's a retirement maybe involved. There's all this stuff that's really important, even more important than the investing itself. And what that introduces is that introduces fear. And when that fear is introduced, it messes you up. So why is it important that we get the middle part? Because if we get the middle part, we can learn how to reduce the fear so that we can be successful. Because just because you learn martial art moves doesn't mean that as long as you're in the grip of fear, you're gonna be able to pull them off. Because that grip of fear will take over and everything goes out the window. And that leads me then to the second point is, how do we do it? How do we let go of our fear? So it's really interesting because I'm a big sports fan. Anybody that knows me, big sports fan, big sports fan. As soon as class is over, I'm gonna go check my fantasy score, see what's going on. Um, but that's what I do. I really am a big fan of it. But many years, I've watched sports on television. And I remember when TVs used to be smaller and not nearly as good. And I was still watching sports back then. And one day, somebody invited me, got some extra tickets. I went up to the Lions and said, man, the Lions, this is so great to be in. That was back when they were in the Silver Dome. It was so great to be in that culture and that atmosphere. Uh, my friend in those days even had season tickets. So I got invited a couple times. I got to go up there. I thought, man, I really, really like that. But then what happened was TV started getting bigger. Hmm and better, and surround sound systems, and frankly, my furniture got a little bit better too. And one day I realized, I'd rather watch it at home, especially when I get a DVR and when I see a referee do a bad call, I can pause it and go right back and then yell at everybody over it. And then I can pause it and I go right to the refrigerator and get a beer without paying $14 for it. <laughs> this is great, right? And so most of my sports, I watch at home. Now, what does that have to do with what we're talking about here? Well, what happened was I came to this point where I realized that what was going on inside my own mind and inside my own house was more enjoyable than what actually happened at the real stadium. Now, why that has value is this. 
you need a way to eliminate your hidden agenda. And what most people's hidden agenda is, is they have a hidden agenda of, I don't feel enough, so I have to become a martial artist so that I can feel better. I feel afraid, so I have to learn how to fight so that I won't feel afraid. I feel like I'm not worthy, so I have to become a black sash or a red sash or a brown sash or whatever it is or win a tournament or get a medal so that I can feel worthy. And what I'm going to suggest to you is as good as my surround sound system is and as good as my big screen TV is and as good as my refrigerator is loaded with all kinds of beers, that you have a better surround sound system and a better video screen called your mind. And if you will learn to meditate and you will learn this internal part, which I've documented pretty good in my, my books, what will begin to happen is you'll begin to value the way that you can make yourself feel in your mind over and above the reality. In other words, you'll come to a point where you're going to say, I feel so worthy and so strong and so confident, I don't need anything else than what I've been able to generate up here. And then somebody will come along to you and they will say, then why do you need to show up at the dojo? And you'll say, because I enjoy it. And when those words come out of your mouth, you're on your way to being like Mr. Pagel. Make sense? Say so. Dojo ni rei. Hai! Hai! Sensei ni rei. Hai! Hai! Make sure you've checked in. Make sure you listen to the podcast. And if I don't see you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's from all of us here at Ohio Martial Arts. Here's what's happening in the dojo right now. The final redraft of Break the Chain, book one, which is my first book, has been completely rewritten. Honestly, I don't think there's a single page that hasn't been changed and there's new content. The pre-order for that book is live now on our website at ohiomartialarts.com. You can just hit the red bar at the top of any page. Um, the thing about it is, is I'm only going to introduce 30 copies. That's all that's going to be released on this very first run. There'll be another run uh, later on, but this first run. So if you want to get one of those first 30 and not have to wait later, uh, then you might want to get in on that waiting list and get registered. You can do that right there at the website. Uh, the next thing is, is that next week, which is the week of the, uh, the, the new year, the dojo will be closed New Year's Eve, New Year's, and the day after. And that's all we have for now. We are working steadily hard on the new curriculum for adults, and I think it's going to make things very nice and very smooth for everybody, so we'll be looking for that as well. Thanks a lot, and may your family and all those that you love be blessed this holiday season.